Hi there again. I'm Father Matt Kovisk, and I'm the rector of St. Mark's Anglican Church in Elkhorn. This past Tuesday, you might remember that lots of people around the world celebrated what is called Mardi Gras. And Mardi Gras is the French translation for Fat Tuesday or Shrove Tuesday. And you might know it also as Pancake Tuesday. And this is done because on Shrove Tuesday, the day before Lent starts, everybody is meant to eat up and consume all the fat in the house so that they may not be tempted by this fat and by the extravagantness that comes with these things during the season of Lent. And the season of Lent, those 40 days before Easter, are start on Ash Wednesday, which was this past week. And Ash Wednesday is the start of Lent, a time for us to reflect, do some self-reflection, reading, meditating, and prayer before we hit the major feast of Easter. And I think it's important for us to do that work, to truly to lean into the story of Jesus's death and resurrection, we have to prepare our hearts once more because it is so easy for our hearts to kind of glaze over, as it were. And so Lent is a season where we do fasting and meditation on the Word of God in order to prepare our hearts again to hear the message of Jesus Christ's death and resurrection. And so on this first Sunday in Lent, we read readings that help us focus on that. And our reading for this morning is Genesis 2, 15 to 17, and then skipping over to chapter 3, 1 to 7. Back on Ash Wednesday, I exhorted people or told people what living a Holy Lent looks like by almsgiving, the giving of our things to others and to God, by reading and meditating on the Word of God and by prayer. This is different than what many of us think Lent to be. For many of us, Lent is just about giving up chocolate, a time where we give something up. And Really, Lent is meant to be a self-reflective season of contrition and confession, of turning back towards the God who not only loved us into being, but loved us so much that he gave his only begotten Son to the end that all should not perish, but have eternal life. And our reading from Genesis this morning, again, Genesis 2, 15 to 17 and 3, 1 to 7, gives a name to the enemy we are likely to encounter as we meet or try to meet the demands of Lent, temptation. It's so easy for us to give up the things that bring us towards God. It's easy for us to forget to pray. It's easy for us to forget to read the Bible. In Genesis 2, we meet the serpent. And in that character, 
of the serpent and how he relates to Adam and Eve, we see a portrait of temptation. Temptation is very, very crafty and works its way around things. And we can easily be tempted because temptation uses our own inner thoughts against us. One of the interesting, interesting things about temptation is actually highlighted in this passage where the serpent says to Eve, you will not die, but your eyes will be opened. Temptation can be recognized because in its craftiness, it will mix a truth into its lie to make the lie more palatable. I want you to think for a moment of when you felt temptation in your life. And not just the temptation to have another dessert or have another drink, but real temptation, one that leads you to sin against God or your neighbor or somehow both. Temptation has both a truth and a lie to it. And the, the tempter, the devil, mixes that truth into the lie. And we see the truth and it draws us in and plays down the lie, making the lie less obvious because we are so focused on the truth. You and I are going to face temptation every day of our lives. Unfortunately, temptation is part of the human experience. But take heart in our gospel reading for this morning, which is Matthew 4, 1 to 11, we are reminded that even in the midst of our own struggles and temptations, Jesus walks beside us and that we're never really alone as we struggle with temptation, with sin. That Jesus, no matter how far we may think we run, Jesus accompanies us. As I mentioned, we cannot escape Temptation, we cannot escape skin, sin, sorry. We cannot escape the agony that will come on Good Friday. But we can move forward in the confidence that Jesus is with us, walks alongside of us throughout not only these 40 days of Lent as we prepare our hearts once more to hear the message of Jesus' death and his resurrection. Jesus waits on us through our whole lives. Just as angels came and waited on Jesus in the wilderness, he waits on us as we undergo these 40 days of Lent, as we dig deeper into ourselves to work on our own relationship with the Holy and Undivided Trinity. I want to ask you a question as we leave. How do you think Jesus is ministering to you? What do you think Jesus reminds you of when you are tempted? Of what, it, what are the truths that he reminds you of? Does Jesus remind you that everybody is beloved by God, even that person you hate? 
Does Jesus remind you that when you fall, all we have to do is get up, dust ourselves off, and turn once more again and try again? What do you think Jesus is saying to you now in this Lenten season as you begin this time of self-reflection? As you work through these next 40 days, I pray that God will give you the grace, the mercy, and the perseverance to struggle with these things. These are not easy topics. And many of us would want to avoid talk of sin and temptation because it makes us feel uncomfortable. I invite you to sit in that uncomfortable feelings this Lent. And when we sit in those uncomfortable feelings with the divine, God leads us through that wilderness filled with temptation and through the gate of death and the gate of temptation into eternal life. And so we pray. O Father, that we ask be done through Jesus Christ, thine only Son, who with the Holy Ghost in thee doth live and reign eternally. Thanks be to God. Amen.